Welcome back to Gutterson Fieldhouse here in Burlington, Vermont. The score after two is Vermont two, Merrimack one. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Tonight's second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate. That's merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon joins us from the macreport.com and, you know, the Vermont Vermont uh, skating team, uh, figure skating team, is performing out here between periods, and uh, looks like one of the skaters uh, got hurt and is down on the ice. It's actually a somewhat uh, serious situation. Did you see what happened, Mike? Uh, I didn't know, but yeah, it does look like it's uh, it's pretty serious. She's holding her knee, and they just sent uh, the rest of the team, which is around her, they just sent her off the ice. So yeah, I don't know. Uh I, I didn't like see. She's, she's not able to move it uh, too well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if if it was, uh, you know, a bone or something, or perhaps. Uh, I mean, I don't think that she was uh, cut in any way. Sometimes that happens, especially with some of the tricks that I saw that they were doing. But hopefully, she's going to be all right. Um, Mike, uh, let's get your thoughts on the game to this point here. Vermont leading two to one. Something we said though just before the break was this was the score last night at this point in the game. But it's got a very different feeling here, especially with the way that uh, the way that Merrimack played in the uh, in the second period. Yeah, um, oof, you can actually you can see her her, her leg is in rough shape. Um, yeah, no, it was kind of the, the polar opposite of last night's game uh, to a certain extent. You know, Merrimack had the better of the first 10 minutes or so last night, and then I thought you, uh, Vermont uh, turned it on from there. You know, they had the, some momentum off the power plays uh, late in the first period and then in the second period. Tonight it's been a little bit of the opposite uh, in the sense that Vermont had a lot more control early in the game, um, probably more than 10 minutes, uh, probably into the second period a little bit. Uh, and then after that, uh, I think Merrimack turned it on, you know, maybe the 14-minute mark or so, about six minutes into that second period is where they really started to get things going. And then Merrimack tonight got momentum off their power play. Merrimack gets that power play where they don't get the goal, but Tyler Irvine scores, and all of a sudden there's a lot of momentum for Merrimack after that, and I thought they had control the rest of the period. And there's a real nice hand for uh, for the young lady as she's coming off the ice there, and uh, certainly it seems to be in some pain. We really hope she's going to be all right. But, uh, uh, Mike, yeah, I mean, that it seemed like it started even before the power play for Merrimack. They had that shift. They, were, you know, they kept the puck in the zone for a long time. I think it two posts on that situation there. Um, you know, some pretty good scoring chances. Almost remarkable that they didn't score. Um, but it led to what happened the rest of the period. You know, that was the kind of shift that they needed to have. Uh, we, we remarked on the air at the time. It seemed like the best shift they'd had maybe in four games. Yeah, probably going back to... Uh Probably going back to that last win, yeah, three games ago at least. So, yeah, it was. It, it was and, it, and that kind of gives you the momentum, I think, that they were looking for. And, and they've been so close all weekend, too. I mean, some of it feels like they're snake bit. They hit a couple of posts last night. They've hit at least two more tonight that I can think of. Docker, he's hit a post last night and the crossbar, hit the crossbar last night and another post again tonight. So he's, he's individually is at a couple posts. So it's, it seems like they're right there. With, they're generating enough chances. They're right on top of the net. Uh, it's just a matter of, of moving the puck over, you know, a half an inch here and there and then have them actually hit the back of the net instead of hitting, instead of hitting pipe. Yeah, and the goal, if I remember right, Carl kept the puck in there at the right point uh, late in the power play. I think it was his shot that had hit the left post, uh, first of all, and then they hit another post after that before. Irvine eventually scored. Yeah, yeah, that was another one that I was almost in. You can tell that must have been, you guys had a better view than I did, but you can tell it must have been the inside of the post because it came out that other direction north, towards the near boards here. So uh, that's just another, and that, that was a shot that just beat Lekas clean. I mean, it went right under his path. So they, they've had chances where they've beaten him this weekend. We, we, they've got the two goals on the board, one tonight, one last night. They, they easily, you know, a couple of inches here or there could have five. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I think they're, when they've played well, they've played really 
really well. Now, there have been stretches where they haven't looked very good, but when they've played well, they've played really well, and they've generated chances against a goalie that just hasn't given up a lot of goals. I wonder if it reaches a point where, where I think every team gets a point where they're in a slump when enough is enough. And, and it almost seemed like that was what happened on that shift that we were talking about. It did, yeah. And, and I think you saw that individually with some guys over the course of these two nights as well. Jonathan Kovacevic has been as physical in these two games as he's been all year. And he's a bigger guy. He's physical most of the time. Uh, but he's, he's taking runs at some guys over <laughs> these two games. And, and some of that's probably frustration. And like you said, some of it is just enough is enough. And a guy like him, you know, he's a junior. Uh, he's got a letter on his shirt. I think he wants to go out and lead by example. And if, you know, I know the message has been uh, to them over the last couple of games as a team is, you know, we need to be more physical and not running guys, but separating guys off the puck. Uh, it seems like he's trying to lead, lead by example him individually because I think he's been more physical this weekend than I remember seeing him in a while. Uh, we're talking with Mike McMahon from the back of forth.com, also college talk to news and the Eagle Tribune, excuse me. The score is 2-1 to one for Mons here at the end of 2. So, uh, what happens from here? They've got the break, uh, obviously, for two weeks. They won't play uh, until a Saturday afternoon, 5 o'clock game at UConn. Uh, an opportunity for some of the other teams to catch up to them in terms of games played. But, I mean, the, the, you look at the standings, and John and I were talking about this as well. The uh, Really, I guess you have to look at probably Maine, although Maine's pulling the upset over UMass right now. Um, but, you know, UNH is playing so well, it's hard to imagine them suddenly uh, dropping back down. But for these three teams, Merrimack, UConn, and Vermont, I don't think they're, none of them are looking at each other, they're looking above. To get the playoffs, to make the playoffs, got any of these teams are going to have to put together a streak. Yeah, it does look that way. I mean, we were talking about that last night before the game. Uh, it does kind of seem like the three teams that are out of the playoffs right now, Merrimack, UConn, and Vermont, look like they're going to be the three that could potentially be out at the end of the year just because there's so much ground that some of the teams have to make up in terms of points. Uh, and in Merrimack, you know, they got to make up three points against a team that is three games in hand. So it's they're, they're in a tough situation themselves, even though they're only three points out of a playoff spot with seven games left. So, yeah, it, it's, it certainly looks like right now, unless one of these teams goes on a run, like we talked about, uh, it looks like the three teams out right now could be the three teams that are out at the end of the year. Remember now, this time last year, this exact weekend, Vermont was in the same position they are right now. They're in last place. Uh, and they were a team that we thought was going to finish in last place. They, they went on a run and almost got home ice last year in the playoffs. So it can happen where you can pull off four or five wins in a row. I think Vermont swept Merrimack at, at Lawler last year and then had a, like a five-game winning streak uh, to put themselves in position or at least contend for home ice. So we've seen it before. Uh, but yeah, one of these teams is going to have to go on a run. I think. One of the things I think helps Merrimack in that situation, I do think they got to come back and win this one. But uh, Maine is the team they're going to catch. They have four points uh, coming up against Maine. You take those four points, that helps you an awful lot. All right, Mike, uh, let's talk about the bean pot. It'll be already be underway by the time that we uh, have a chance to get together again down at UConn. What are your thoughts on the bean pot? A lot of people think uh, this might be Northeastern's year to repeat. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think they're... Well, it all depends. I mean, they've looked good at times, and then they've looked uh, so-so at times, too. I think they're losing tonight, right? Yeah. They were. So um, so it all depends, I think, on what team shows up. I think they've got the most talent of the four teams. So if if it's just going on paper and who has the best talent, I think Northeastern does. I wouldn't count on Harvard, though, either. I mean, they're starting to play better. I know they're beating the Saints uh, 
pretty bad St. Lawrence team tonight, so it's hard to judge anything off of that. But they're playing better, and, and honestly, uh, they might have the best player. I mean, Adam Fox, I think, is probably the best player in the tournament. Uh, that, that includes you know multiple first-round picks for, for BU. Um, but Fox has played really, really well. I, I think Fox is a guy, you know, we've talked about in, in our league, in, in hockey, we talk a ton about Kale McCarr. Well, Adam Fox is doing the same thing for, for Harvard in the ECAC. He's two points a game, pretty close to it. Because uh, he's not up there in terms of defensive scoring leaders, but they start a little later in the ECAC. But yeah, I think I think Harvard and Northeastern, I mean, it's been BC and BU's tournament for so long, but this could be the year where it's one of those. We saw Northeastern win it last year, but this could be the year I think that Harvard might even be able to break through. Uh, I still think BU is playing better, and uh, you know, while they're not going to roll over anybody, but anybody I feel like historically has been their tournament, and they might be playing well enough at the right time of year, especially when you combine them with the fact that Northeastern's kind of back down to earth. They have a little bit, yeah. I think BU's losing tonight as well, actually. I think both of them are. So it's one of those things. They came back last night. Yeah, you never know. I mean, I think I don't think any of the four teams are so head head and shoulders above anyone else. Like I think they're all pretty close. Uh, when BC's BC's had some runs where they played pretty well this year too. So I don't think any of them. There's no real separator where you look at it and say this team just head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, I think they're all pretty close. Uh, Logan Halliday goal tonight. Got uh, got off to it. It's kind of an up and down night. For Right, I mean, that's a really good start. Made some good saves early on in the game. Uh, first goal, I think, is one he'd like to have back. Or, you know, played a little differently, perhaps. Second goal, you know, maybe, but I think he could have gotten some more help. Uh, but since then, he's made some pretty good saves, including in the second period, to keep it a one-goal game. Yeah, he's pretty athletic, and he's used that, I think, to his advantage. And you know, I like the way he came out and played the puck too on that play on the power play. He's aggressive, yeah, which is important. You know, I don't think you want someone who's a little timid, and, and he's aggressive having not played very much over the last two years, which I, I think probably just tells you a little bit about his personality. He's probably going to be aggressive no matter what. I mean, it's probably easy. That's probably the one thing that could go away from a guy's game when he hasn't played and maybe doesn't have the confidence because he hasn't played a lot. He came out and, and contended that shooter and made a nice save. Uh, he made a nice save on, uh, I forget who it was in the first period, who had a partial breakaway on a, on a turnover at the blue line. Uh, the, the only thing I think that he's, he's struggled with a little bit is rebounds, but again, he hasn't played much over the last two years. So that's stuff I think the goalies need to get a little bit of a feel for. And uh, when you haven't seen a ton of puck, in game situations, that's something that might go away. But for the most part, it's a two-to-one game on the road. He's got him in position to win, which is what you're looking for. All right, Mike, before we let you go here, let's talk Super Bowl. It's coming up here. It's going to happen uh, before the next time that we see you, the next time uh, we're on the air here. Patriots and Rams, they meet up again for the second time in 17 years. What do you see? Uh, everything's close, right? Everything the Patriots have done, except for that Chargers game, has been close, and everything in the Super Bowl for the most part has been close. So it's it's definitely a one-possession game. Uh, I, I think there's the potential that it could be a little bit of a shootout. Uh, you know, I think something like 34-31 Patriots. I do, I do think the Patriots win the game. I just, for whatever reason, you know, I think you look at the Rams, and, and they're good. Uh, their defense is probably better. Um, I, I just think you give Belichick two weeks to, to come up with a, a scheme against anybody, you're going to put yourself in a pretty good position to win. So I'm going to go 34-31. So here's the question I have. I'm thinking back again 17 years ago, right? It was like, okay, the Rams are the dynasty here, right? And then the Patriots come in and knock them off, and that's it. Could we see the reversal this time around? Well, it's it's ending at some point, and at some point soon. I mean, Belichick's almost 70, Brady's 41. 
on. It's it's the step back is coming. <laughs> you know, it, it, whether it's coming this year, who knows? But I think in the next three, anyway, uh, you know, they'll they'll be rebuilding a little bit down there. But you know, I, the one thing that struck me this week, and it's kind of funny. I don't know if you saw the video. There was a video going around of Sean McVay, the Rams coach, was has, has a guy on the sideline that is literally his spotter, basically. So like McVay doesn't pay attention to anything going on around him. And, and the video's hysterical because it's like this big muscled-up dude who's behind Sean McVay and he's constantly, like, got his hands out ready to just grab him by the waist and yank him back if there's a referee running by or something. Prevent him from going on the field or, you know, drawing a penalty. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know what it, I mean, I know he's a good coach, obviously. I mean, the Rams are, are a great team, but I, part of me sits there and goes, like, hey, if you aren't focused enough that you need someone to, like, pull, physically pull you back from the field, I, I think Belichick just comes up with a better game plan than he does. There's got to be a bet for that in Vegas, you know, whether or not he ends up on the field. <laughs> yeah, whether a referee, whether there's a penalty because a referee runs into him or something. All right, Mike, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Uh, hey, by the way, have a safe drive home. Thanks, you too. All right, that's Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, the Eagle Tribune, and College Hockey News. The score is Vermont 2, Merrimack 1, third period coming up. John and I will be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.